There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Kevin's eyes look insane, but he's got new hair. Virginia is a witch, and she farts in her chair. Jason is a spaz who's got an old man's ass. Welcome to the After the Show Podcast. Well, hello, and welcome to the Wednesday KVJ after the Sherbert Cash. Cash, Bert Cash. Hello, everybody. Y'all, y'all get weird on a Wednesday? <laughs> what do you mean by weird? I don't know. Just look around the room and let's just get weird with some shit we got. All know. kinds <laughs> of stuff. We do have a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. We've got some uh, fireball and some bananas. You want to play a game? <laughs> well, hide, hide and seek. I I've got a blindfold and a plan. Butt or mouth. You have to spin a wheel, and if it hits butt, you get a banana in the butt. <laughs> wow. It's a very simple concept. Okay. You notice how he was cheering for butt? Yeah. Well, I, I thought I'd <laughs> lead with mouth, but mouth isn't as funny as butt. It's just not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> loves it. Just loves it. <laughs> Uh, let's see, got a bunch of emails, going to get to here in just a second on the show. Thank you very much for sending those in, mail at kbjshow.com. A couple other uh, little tidbits that uh, I had seen here today. Remember the guy who set the uh, record Powerball winning ticket, $2.04 billion, Edwin Castro is the guy that yes, uh, won it. Yes, we do remember that bastard took our money. Dude took the payout, $997.6 million, and he's actually getting sued right now by a fellow California resident who alleges he had the winning ticket stolen from him. Right now, the Powerball Lotto is looking at him being the winner. And so they're like, look, we don't do, you know, these kind of fights. That's something you'd have to take to a legal court. But as it is right now, we're paying out Edwin Castro. Because he had possession of the ticket. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's I can't remember how it went. In fact, I was confused by the story as to if his the guy who's suing him is the one who gave him the money for him to go buy it or it was vice versa. So I'm not sure exactly who wound up with the money, and I guess a court will figure that out. But apparently Edwin Castro is not taking any chances or thinks that he's going to win regardless of whatever happens in court because he went out and laid down $25.5 million for a Hollywood Hills mansion. He is now neighbors with Ariana Grande, Jimmy Kimmel, and a bunch of other A-listers. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're moving on up. Yeah, he is. 13,578 square foot. House he bought with a full outdoor outdoor kitchen, a wow. wine cellar, a movie theater, infinity pool. It's got five bedrooms, five bath. It has a game room, a bar, a fitness studio, a hot and cold plunge, a dry sauna, and a steam shower. Dang. You have your own little world there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't really ever have to leave. Never. He went all in on it. So, is, it is that what you would do? If you made that kind of lump of money, would you, first thing you do, probably get a, a brand new house? No, no. 
I, I don't know. First thing that I would do is there's so many legal and financial things that you got to do. You need to set yourself up and figure out a payment plan. And I'm immediately taking the money and putting it somewhere where it's going to be safe. I get all that boring shit. It will get shit. me a smart return <laughs> as I figure out what I'm going to do. That's the first things first, man. Get get it all lined up and then try to figure out, okay, who do I trust? Who's going to help me manage this? How am I going to? What is my plan for this money? But after you do all the adult responsible yeah. things, because you're right, that is the way I do. Yeah. What is that first, you know, fuck yeah kind of purchase you get? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say uh, probably what we would do, I keep the house that we have, uh, probably let the mother-in-law be like, you know what, you just have that. And we'd probably get something on the water. I mean, I love I love where I live, but man, just to be able to look out and see the water like nonstop, because as I'm working, I, I just sit there and look out the back, you know, and I got palms out there and I'm like, hey, this is badass. But I mean, if you threw a little water into that mix. Oh my totally. gosh. Yeah. The ocean? Yeah. <laughs> Forget about it. So I'd do something like that, but I, I'd figure out where, you know, where I would uh, take that. So I, I would do that. Uh, would probably be about one of the only few things that I would do. And, and then, you know, I'd probably look at a, a side business, you know, and I'd figure out what that's going to well, be. That's the fun thing to do. If you have that kind of money, you can play around with those side businesses. If it works out, great. If it doesn't, eh, all right. It yeah. tried. You can just be like the guys on Shark Tank. And you can say, okay, I'm going to listen to some pictures this week. And if those ideas suit your fancy, you invest in those and then you get richer. And I I look at it different from y'all because I'm a single dude without any kids. You guys got a family. So you're probably thinking of it, you know, probably a little bit differently. But yeah, man, you're right. You could take on so many different pitches. You could. Depending on what kind of money you make, go. Fuck it, I'll try it. Why not? Dude, this is the dream. Because then you have all these other people out there working, and you're making 20, 30, 40% of what they're doing, and you're not doing anything. It's called passive income. Passive income is living the dream. You get a check every month, and you do zero work for it. Nabisco Mm. wants to open up a restaurant chain. It's brand new. It's Nabisco. Fuck it, I'm in. (laughs) Let's do it. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, this guy can just write his own plan. Oh, I know that that would be that would be fun. So that's yeah. where he is, and who knows where he's going to wind up. I did see another story today. It was about another lottery winner. I think this guy was in England, and uh, it's like a hundred million, hundred twenty million, something like that. Apparently, he went crazy just spending on booze and partying, drugs, all that kind of stuff. He was a garbage man. And uh, within 10 years, he was back to his garbage route. That, All of it was gone. That one story you talk about with Mick Fleetwood from Fleetwood Mac, the drummer, and I think it was like $7 million he said he spent in cocaine. He's not the only person that would spend money. There was someone else, and I don't think it was Stevie Nicks, that spent millions of dollars, wasted it on cocaine and yeah. drugs. And that that does suck. If you, you look back and go, man, I ain't got shit now. If you ain't got shit now, yes, it's sad. But Stevie Nicks is fine. If you have money. Mick Fleetwood is fine. And they probably <laughs> should look back and go, now that was a fucking rager. It's different <laughs> yeah. if you have millions left. I got great stories. I've been I've been effing hot bitches for days, but it, but that's different than <laughs> shit, man. I had all that money and I'm back to being a gar- a garbage guy. Now Fuck. that sucks. Back yeah. back to doing a garbage man gig after being so wealthy. That would suck. Yeah.
Mick Fleetwood dropped sixty million on cocaine. <laughs> Holy shit! Even if you have money after, that's gotta bother you at night. How much is Mick Fleetwood worth today? I, I think they are worth so much. So money. much. They are in the top of. So he's probably just like, I don't give a shit. It's the party tax, bruh. Has some stories that he probably doesn't remember, but you know, all good. I and got some know, of those too, and I got way less cash. And you know, a guy that spends sixty mil on cocaine. That ain't the only fucking thing he's doing. Oh, There's no. no way. He's dabbled in a lot. They've, <laughs> they've got him listed as a net worth of $30 million. Wow. So you think you, you think you want that $60 million back now? I know $30 is a lot to me and if, you. If he bought the house, this guy that the lottery just bought, Mick Fleetwood would be down to about nothing. You'd be down to $5 million, which, you know, when you got to do upkeep on a house like that, you would blow through that last $5 million like nothing. Yeah, he's probably regretting it then. I thought he was worth hundreds of millions. I did too. Maybe he's still fucking spending the money. <laughs> Maybe he's know. still doing a lot of blow. Okay, here's where you have to taper your blow. Mm. You're doing too much. Some people can't. It's a cautionary tale, and it's a common one where drugs, booze, sex, all, all of the sweets of the world, the, <laughs> empty your balls and your bank account. <laughs> the crazy thing about that is... Even though the band has his name, Fleetwood Mac, he is worth the least amount of money of anybody in the band. Because I'm not sure he's a songwriter, and the songwriters are going to be the ones that make the most money. Stevie Nicks is worth the most, $120 million, her net worth. There you go. He probably brought, bought the Coke, and she probably did it. Oh, no, I guess, I guess <laughs> the most is uh, Lindsey Buckingham, $150 million. They have it in the wrong order. Songwriter. Okay. Those are your two songwriters, and I bet, I, I bet Christy McVie was- $105 million. Songwriter. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mick Fleetwood, $30 million, and he spent 60 on cocaine. Drummer. <laughs> and they talked him into buying all the drugs. <laughs> I, I, honestly, though, I might be misspeaking here. He could be a songwriter. I just don't know. But maybe early Fleetwood backs. He, he penned songs. Old, old Mick. I don't know. But 30 mil sounds like he might not. And it mm. sounds like he loves coke. Yeah. <laughs> Taper, bruh. Crazy. Yeah, it's insane how much money cocaine is. I'm not a cocaine person, so it's it's all very, I'm very virginal when it comes to that world. But you know, if you get a bag of, of weed, that's you know like uh -huh. your normal size of bag. I think it would quadruple if it was cocaine for the price, right? Yeah, cocaine is uh, a lot more in value, and that's why the early drug runners in the '70s in South Florida were doing marijuana, and then when they found out the cocaine. They were making tenfold easily. They were like, wait a minute. <laughs> Screw marijuana. And they're like, yeah, I mean, for the, like, what are we doing? And then they, we're not they doing went it right. to that. And, and now fentanyl, I guess, is, you know, I, I guess as much as they move, I think it's even, you know, yielding higher profits, uh, you know, especially with the story going on in Mexico right now. They were talking about just how much the cartels are making. And I, I think they gave one stat. There's one cartel making upwards of $120 billion a year. Whoa. Whoa. Billion? Billion. And with that fentanyl, people like that as a drug? Just a yeah, straight up? Some people are, you know, I, you know, sometimes you mix it with stuff. Some people take it straight up. Uh, why they keep cutting it into other things, I that I don't get. I guess it's just so cheap to make that it masks when you give somebody bad cocaine and you've put in fentanyl. Maybe they won't notice, but that's why you've got over 100,000 people, I think, in the last year overdosed on fentanyl in the U.S., so it, it killed 100,000 people. It's crazy. No, it really is. I mean, it's it's a, a big issue going on right now, you know, with the two people who got murdered in Mexico. 
Um, you know, they're really trying to figure out, okay, what the hell are we going to do with these cartels and the people streaming across the border, 100,000 dead. Uh, you know, they're just saying definitely do not go to Mexico right now. It was a chick. I think she, I heard, I heard two different things, but I think what happened with those four people that went from South Carolina into Mexico, she was down there for either a tummy tuck or a Brazilian butt lift. It was a cosmetic surgery procedure, but yeah. yeah, I don't know which one. I think it was one of those two, and I was like, my gosh, and then she had three dudes go with her, and two of them aren't going to make it back, and uh, her and one of the other guys are back, but I think the other guy got shot a couple times in the leg. And it was mistaken identity. Yeah, they thought it was a rival cartel, and uh, so they started blasting them, and then they were, you know, moving around from place to place. I think when they kind of figured out, be like, "Oh crap, man, we just jacked a couple Americans, and uh, this could be bad." And so now, with the fallout of that, uh, you know, the government's trying to figure out, okay, what the heck are we going to do here? Those stories are always crazy, especially those uh, murder for hire, and the hitman gets the wrong target. And that sets oh, yeah, off. Yeah. That, that really does happen. It's not just a plot in The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the the hitman's not that good. That's yeah. horrifying. Horrifying. See, this is why I'm glad you didn't go to Mexico, Kevin. Because you never know. Like, it's just not the same. You don't have the same protections that you have mm, here. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go currently, uh, right now. Pussy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, and, and we were only going to just to Mexico City. That's, you know, what we were talking about doing. And I was going with somebody that was from there. Their mom lives there, and they knew the ins and outs. And, you know, so with all those things. But, yeah, right now, even if he asked, he'd be like, I'm going to let things cool down a bit because it, it could get crazy. I don't know what the U.S.'s response is going to be, but uh, there are a lot of people calling for uh, uh, something strong. So we'll see where that uh, winds don't, up going. Don't go to Mexico to get plastic surgery. What are you doing? Honestly, that to me right there. I know it's thousands cheaper, but go ask this bitch if she's happy she went to Mexico for her plastic surgery. I don't know if we have to call her a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's just dumb. They don't have the same... They don't have the same standards of medical care that we have here. They don't have the same plastic surgery boards that we have here. Like, there's a reason it's cheaper. Right. And when it comes to plastic surgery, you get what you pay for. And people may have gone over there and gotten great boob jobs or butt lifts Mm. or lipo. Sure, that can happen. But think of all the things that can go wrong yeah. Is it worth it for two grand in savings? No. Is it worth it? How good is my butt lift look? You it, can it, get a fantastic butt lift in mm. South Florida. Trust me, a lot of butts be getting them. It shouldn't be. And the other note as well is a lot of people are going there to get their prescription meds. Or when you go there for spring break, people are buying their prescription meds. And they went through pharmacies in Mexico that were in the true labeled stuff. And it was bunk. And uh, a majority of that stuff was cut with fentanyl. Whoa. Basic stuff that they had found. And one of the bottles that I saw, they're like, just look at it. They got so lazy. The barcode they did on it, you know how it has those barcodes and the numbers underneath? Yeah. They just went zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They're like... You know, if you would have looked at the barcode, you could see just how bunk it was. And so a lot of people are going there for spring break. You go into a Mexican pharmacy. It's in a bottle. It's got the seal. It's got the cotton, all that kind of stuff. You plunk a couple pills down and turn blue, foam at the mouth, you're dead. 
it's the fentanyl that uh, is in there. So they're cutting wow. that kind of stuff. So they're just saying right now, just anything Mexico. Like, I might not even eat tacos this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's how freaked out I am. So, you know, I just you can't trust any of it. Just, you're an American. You're so lucky to live in this country, and you have so many amazing protections that being an American affords you. USA, USA. Don't, yeah. don't fuck it up. Don't go to Mexico for your drugs or your surgery, you dumbass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it is a different world. You step from the U.S. and Texas over to Mexico, and whoa, you're like, whoa. hey, this, it's a matter of. I mean, they were just inside the border. It wasn't anything that was, you know, like they were deep into rural areas of Mexico. They had just crossed over the border from Texas, and that's where it all went down. I think she's a mother, too, the the girl that was going to get the procedure. I mean, think of all the stress you just put your family through. Like, what the hell are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I was on the phone last night with my friends from Atoll Vodka. They are jumping on the KVJ Pride Fest float with us. I'm so excited. I love Atoll Vodka. It's a crisp citrus finish. It's so delicious, and it's a great partner to have. You know, this show, we love our booze. We love our partying. Atoll, they're the same way. You will feel good about supporting this local vodka company that gives back to autism charities. Pick it up at mashandgrape.com. Somebody had said that, um, you know, you've also got to watch what you wear when you go there. Uh, Somebody had texted in. They said, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the no-no when you go to Mexico. It's kind of like if you would go to South Central with blue and red. You got to be very careful of what colors you're wearing and things like that. Good Lord. You can't have any characteristics of a cartel, kind of like the Crips and Bloods. Can't wear the blood in certain areas. And they say, when my parents go to Mexico to visit family, they dress really raggedy. They don't wear jewelry. Um, You know, the the less people that know that you're coming, the better. So wearing this shirt, hey, I'm from America. Where should I go? Don't wear that shirt. Yeah, you probably don't want to wear the USA shirts and all that. Look like you have any money. It's not the time to be like, hey, I'm going to wear this really nice $30,000 watch. Okay, so just do what I normally do. Yeah. (laughs) All right, cool. That's what I did at Mardi Gras this year. I didn't bring anything. I didn't wear my wedding ring. I didn't wear nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I brought one pair of earrings. I didn't wear anything flashy because there's a lot of carjackings. No and wedding robbery. ring, huh? Nothing. So you're getting oh, you're giving off some uh, Louisiana boners out there. Who's huh? <laughs> yeah. this single chick? That's all I do is just give boners. <laughs> yeah, just hands them out. <laughs> Just like tickets. You get a boner, you get, you get a, boner, a boner, you get a boner. Jason, do you have a boner right now just sitting by me? Oh, my God. It's moved three times. <laughs> Doing. Mm-hmm. It's dancing, huh? It's dancing all over the place. Just dancing. Uh, got uh, some other emails in here that uh, people have sent. Mail at kvjshow.com. Uh, Lee had said your topic today on the legislation on abortion at the end of the show. I just uh, made people aware that it is something the Florida legislature is looking at. They just started off their new session yesterday, and they've got a lot of things they're trying to uh, ram through here in the next couple of months. A lot of things are going to be affecting your life is going on. So maybe just keep a little bit of an eye on what is happening there. Uh, But they are talking about uh, dropping the uh, Time frame from 15 weeks down to six, which a lot of people are saying there are many people that don't really even recognize that they're pregnant by six weeks. It wouldn't give you a lot of time to make such an important decision, even if you did know. 
But uh, Lee said HBO Max just brought back uh, this movie suggestion. If these walls could talk, it's got Demi Moore, Sissy Spacek, Cher are in it. A great movie that showed three stories in one home about abortion. Not going to spoil it, but it is a must watch. We do have a younger audience who may or may not have known about it. So maybe something to check out if you're trying to formulate your opinions or you do have one on it and are passionate about it. Some things to check out. Brendan said, yeah, my daughter had such a strong opinion about birth control that at the age of 26, she had her tubes tied. She was afraid that they would try to control all birth control eventually. And she knew she never wanted kids. So, you know, I mean, that's that's it. You know, I know a lot of people want choice and that's what the uh, argument is. And I am a big fan of uh, choice myself. And if you don't want to have kids, I think it's a smart thing. Yeah. It's so smart of you to know that you don't want to be a mom and you're making that choice for your body, for your health. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, I hats off to you because you shouldn't feel social pressure to have kids if you don't think you would be a good parent. Absolutely. No, I mean, you know, that's uh, to me, it's one of the greatest responsibilities that a human being can take on. You need to look at it that way. I mean, it is, it is a full blown commitment. I, I've never done anything in my life more rewarding and there's nothing more that I love more about being a parent, but I wanted that. Yeah. I, it would be hard. It's hard for me to understand. And I do understand when parents want to be in every aspect of their child's life because you yeah. care about, Oh my gosh. Nothing more important on the planet. If you give life, mm-hmm. that's your number. Everything in your life should change. It needs to change. You're, yeah, all everything needs to. You have to make the adjustment. And I know some people who don't. Right, and it's going to be a. It, it's it's a tough. It's a tough road for them. Yeah, no, it, it really is. But uh, I will tell you as a father, man, I just it always just blows my mind to look, you know, at the kids, and you're like, gosh, man, those are those are my kids, man. It's, that's that's would be the thing that I would always, always be doing if I was a dad. Yeah, and all these years later, and it's still every time I look at my kids, I'm like, gosh, I can't even believe that. It still blows my mind. I would do that with my dog Chewy, and I had nothing to do with producing yeah. Chewy. I can't believe that's my dog. I could only imagine if yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, but you, you got to be that that way. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, now, the one thing that is going on here, and I don't know how much of this is combating it, but since 2007, the nation's birth rate has been declining about 2% each year on average. The coronavirus pandemic accelerated that decline even further, with births falling by 4% last year. They say it was the largest annual decline in the number of births since 1973, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And I hear that some people say that that uh, is alarming. So, you know, but that's, I think, where people are today. I think... I I don't understand the we are alarmed side of it. I don't know, like, all the details about why you're alarmed. But Mm -hmm. if people are not having kids because they're understanding they wouldn't be a good parent, to me, that's evolution. Mm -hmm. That's that's getting smarter. Yeah. That's deciding that you want to have a a, a population raising kids that actually wants to raise them and not Mm -hmm. neglect them and not put them in, you know, the foster care system or – homeless or Mm -hmm. abandoned or orphans like 
That's I, just evolution and getting smarter. I think what it is, is that as you have an aging population, you've got to one, take care of them and two, replace them in the workforce. And so there are people that are a little bit alarmed that, okay, what are we going to do to replace all these jobs? Well, you know what? That's why we created ChatGPT. Right. So ChatGPT will replace I, all of these people. I think we're going to be good. <laughs> and the other thing, too, is keep in mind, it always changes. I remember two years ago, they were fucking worried because there was too many people on the planet. Right. Yeah. Every They yeah. don't know. It, they yeah. really don't know. People are always guesstimating. And you know what? Live your life and yeah. live in the moment and trust your your gut and your heart. And, it's really all you can really do in life. Do best for you and your family and don't worry about replacing the workforce of the globe. Mm. That's too big for me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Right. Well, in two years, it's going to be, you know what? We're having so many humans and water's horrible for you. Mm. <laughs> what? I thought it was good for us. Yeah. You've been saying water's bad. No, I, I've changed my stance. I was a dick face when I was young. I'm a dick face now. It's a different kind of dick face. <laughs> My God, what a revelation. I <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, got uh, several emails here on uh, my trip next week, tail end. I'm uh, going to be heading to Boston for the first time ever. That's cool. Yeah, I'm so excited about this. I love going to new places, especially places that are rich in history and are big so, on partying. So much architecture. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be fun. I'm happy yeah. for you because it is yeah. great history, and I know you love history. I do. I love all that kind of stuff, man. Just uh, when you talk about uh, cities and the importance that play in American history and why we're all here and enjoy the freedoms that we do, Boston is one of those paramount signature cities that uh, really kind of got things going. If it weren't for the uh, attitudes of Bostonians, which they still have today, we probably wouldn't have a country. It was one of my favorite things to learn about as a little kid. I, for some reason, the whole Boston Tea Party, that yeah. whole thing, I, I, I stayed very engaged during those lessons. It's a cool story because they're standing up against people who are trying to be dick faces to them and, and keep them under their thumb and taxation without representation they wanted to take money from them and they said well we gotta have a say and they're like no fuck you just give us your money and they're like no nah. we're gonna take your damn tea and drop it in the harbor bitch. not today bitch yeah yeah there's just so many good stories within that war just a lot of attitude that yeah. uh, came with it and that's gonna be fun and so many great uh things to check out there um, already connecting with some kbj nationers nice uh, which is cool yeah in fact uh brian uh, I'm not going to say any more. Um, this, uh, sorry. <laughs> you weren't supposed to say his name. Uh, probably threw things off a little bit there, but uh, <laughs> I'm an idiot. It's all right. Oh, but anyway, okay. I got uh, some people that uh, meet up with. We got some uh, different things we're going to go check and see and all that kind of stuff. I did so. a whole meet up with KVJ Nation at Mardi Gras in yeah. the French Quarter at my friend Kimmy's bar. We had about 15, 20 people show up, and they mm -hmm. were ready to party. Yeah, people were giving me um, different suggestions because we're going to be there for St. Patrick's Day. Which, which is awesome. Thrillist has Boston, number two city in America for uh, St. Patty's Day. Somebody even said, hey, go to this place in Southie. You know, and so I put that down. Okay. Uh, and so, I, you know me, I got... I you got, love a map. Well, I got everything mapped out. I'm not <laughs> fucking around. Like, I've got the Good. map. I know exactly where to be. We're going to have an itinerary. I love it. Like, I'm not going to blow it. So. He is prepping for this trip. Oh, he is, so hard he for is Kevin Clark Griswold Ralston. Yeah, I am. I am. Clark Griswold could never. Yeah, not leaving anything to chance. So, Angela sent in. She said, I live in Massachusetts. I heard you're uh, heading this way for St. Patty's Day. There is a section of side walk 
that is about the Holocaust as you walk along, and it tells part of the story on the sidewalk. Um, and then they got tall pieces of glass. There's a bunch of names etched in the pieces of glass. And the section has different quotes. It's interesting. It's uh, kind of sad because you know the history. Uh, but there's bars and stuff near there. Yeah, because that's it. I got to keep the queen happy while I'm kind of drinking in, you know, all the history. And I, I love all that kind of stuff. That sounds powerful. Thank you, State Girl in Beantown. Always oh, State Girl. Yeah, yeah, we love yeah. her. Angela. Mm-hmm. And uh, our hotel's not far from where they had the bombing. Remember that during the Boston Marathon? Yes. Yeah, we're, I guess, uh, another friend uh, that we have, uh, they had gone to Harvard. They uh, said, yeah, your uh, hotel's really close to where that, that point was. It's just a block over. So go see that and, and that area now. You coming back on Sunday? I think so, yeah. We come back Sunday morning. I'm, I think I'm going go out of town too. Then I'm going. Oh, I think are. I'm going to San Augustine with Bigfoot for a camping trip. Oh, that's and cool. We're going to go see a band we like called the Avett Brothers. Yeah, I, I you introduced them. me to the Avett Brothers. Yeah, I did. Yeah, right. That was no, you. No, no, no. I introduced you to Band of Horses. Band of Horses. That's right. I think Bigfoot mm-hmm. introduced me to Avett Brothers at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, very they're pumped. All, they're all good. Amazing and, bands. And we love that venue in St. Augustine. Oh. If you guys have not been to a show out there, the St. Augustine it, Amphitheater. Mm-hmm. It's so cozy. Now, not big, but cozy. Yeah. Loved it. It looks super cool. So if y'all going to be out St. Augustine, let me know. I'll meet out. Yeah. I, I think we're going to go camping, though, too. I, I've got that uh, St. Augustine is high on the list of where i got to get to, and again, fast. I don't think I, f- I don't feel like I've ever done St. Augustine right. It really is another one of those beautiful, charming downtown areas mm-hmm. that you can walk on the cobblestone streets. You can drink in the architecture. The bars and restaurants are hopping. I love a town that has that energy. And I still got a little settle the score. I got to finish a game with a Bigfoot statue that we saw down up there. <laughs> and I want to see how much it is. Because when you buy that shit in person, it's way cheaper than online. I think it was big. I know. It's perfect. It's really what I'm looking for. What are you going to strap that thing to? Uh, well, there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, other suggestions. Uh, Freedom Trail, yeah, I got that uh, on the list. Somebody said Harpoon Brewery. Wasn't even aware of that, but I'll uh, put that on the list. So, you love Poon. Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> love beer. Right? Yeah, so that'll be fun. So if you got uh, any kind of uh, a Fenway tour, yeah, we're going to do that at the, uh, the baseball stadium. It'll be... Ironically, I think it'll be a couple weeks before because the Red Sox will be here in Florida. Oh. Because uh, I don't think they start the regular season until the 30th of March, somewhere around there for baseball. So, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to see the Red Sox. And I checked, too. There's not any sports going on. The Bruins aren't in town. That would be a ballpark. You would want to see a live no baseball Absolutely. game. Absolutely. I'm, oh, I'm going to get there. So At least much to get history. The tour. Yeah, so... Really oh, yeah, you can do the that. tour. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I did we'll that, that of the of the Yankee Stadium, the new Yankee Stadium. There was no game going on, but we got like a behind-the-scenes tour, and that was super cool. I bet that is so cool and such a good idea. Didn't even realize they did that shit. Do and it you- when there's no game, because then you can really like drink it in without all the distractions. It would be cool if they allow you to take a picture by the Green Monster. That mm-hmm. would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. What a fun thing. Yeah. So um, uh, all those uh, little things you got thrown my way because I'm putting that together uh, in the next week. I've got to uh, get everything uh, lined up. So And our first pitch is this weekend, right? Saturday, yeah. Saturday. Mm-hmm. The time is a little confusing because they told us five, but Panda told me that game is at three. Yeah, that's yeah. what it says on the official website for Roger Dean. If we're throwing a Stadium. pitch at five, that means we're in the game. 
<laughs> Which we have no problem getting in the we game. We have done that yet. That'd be kind of exciting. If they want all this, they okay. can have it. I would I would do anything just to throw to one batter. Oh, then never allow it, Virginia. They don't want goofy fuckface no. radio people. Not you need this. to go find the Savannah Bananas. <laughs> yeah, even, I don't even think they, That's your tribe. They don't need any goofy either. They, they need zero help. <laughs> they, they would probably like your act. They would love your act. Well, because we'd support the shit out of them on the air. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I think they'd probably let you. They just one. need to play bigger venues. That's uh, Savannah Banana is selling their shit out. Yeah. There's an energy with that whole. They need to put their asses in uh, Marlin Stadium and let's go. Yeah, I'm wondering how far away they are from. They would get a better crowd than the Marlins, clearly. I clearly. How, I wonder how far away they are because that is a stadium where you put a lot. And, and the way it is right now, they're big on energy. That's Yes. That's what they need. And, and so entertainment. If, if you went into a stadium that was too big, and let's say you could only fill a third of it, I think you would really affect the energy. You're right. You can feel that when you watch comedy shows yeah. and there's not a lot of people. In this you want it packed. <laughs> you need people to laugh. Yeah. But that's why you market it and you get it out there. And then you have the density population in Miami to support mm-hmm. something like that. You would do way better than the Marlins. Yeah, oh, they would. I think they're, and you know, honestly, they're the guy who uh, runs the Savannah Bananas. He's a really smart marketer. I have a feeling he's probably checking. He knows everything that's going on with their ticket sales. I'm sure he's thinking about Marlins Park. He's just waiting for. Let's get there. That's probably a goal he has is to go there, but they're probably not there yet. Well, let us help you do it. Kevin's right, though. Put this clown in with your bananas, and that's how you do it. I I, I do think it hurts the cause if you go in too early. Oh, we're going to sell out Marlin Stadium, Mm -hmm. and then half of the place is not. In effect, the vibe. The vibe is energetic uh, because the park is packed and full, and it's at capacity. So you would definitely want that. I've been in the mood. To rip some titties. Let's just say that. <laughs> ready to get in the cage, huh? Oh, I am. I'm ready to hit. Well, as the only person in here with titties, I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, if you were pitching, rip them fake titties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So it's all good. Uh, another email here from uh, Lissette said, uh, Kevin, you're going to uh, Boston and you are geeking out on researching history. I totally get it. I think you'll find this article interesting. Uh, maybe you can visit the cemetery. I would. Jaybird, UFO alien sightings. Enough said. I know. I saw this. By the way, I've also seen a UFO when I was a kid and have experienced ghosts and poltergeists. Just saying. But you can read two paragraphs below and get the gist of it. The first known UFO encounter in America was recorded in 1639 by Puritan leader and prolific journal keeper John Winthrop the leader of the Massachusetts Bay Colony and a foundational figure in the National Pantheon. His leadership of the fledgling Massachusetts colony shaped the destiny of the U.S., established more than a century after his death. He has serious street cred in academia. He does. I remember learning about him in Mm -hmm. elementary school, and I can tell you this. They didn't say shit about aliens and UFOs. Right. What the hell, man? You you were talking yesterday about what would you have in the curriculum for a school? Right, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about this alien shit going on. The military. All right, I'll I'll stop. I can already... See Virginia nodding off. <laughs> nodding off. I'm asleep. <laughs> 1947, dog. I'll send you a link. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't. Hey, it's Jay Bird. Oh, I love Bud's Chicken and Seafood. Ooh, I was raised on Bud's. Philip and the whole team over there, they do an amazing job. And let me tell you about the chicken finger dinner. Ooh, five natural breast tenderloins. You got the crinkle cut fries, the coleslaw, and the corn fritters. Sauces galore. Hit up their website, budschicken.com. 
That's BudsChicken.com. You can order online now. When you go there, try the bird sauce. Uh, Ron has got a suggestion, a little-known show on Hulu. I really think you'd all love it. It's called Reservation Dogs, Teenage Kids Living Out West on an Oklahoma Indian Reservation. Very, very funny and true to life. All right, Reservation Dogs. Thank you very much. I did see a headline today from the state of Oklahoma. They voted against recreational marijuana. Hmm, really? Oklahoma? Yeah. Oklahoma said no thanks. Oklahoma. Isn't that right by Texas? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you wonder why? Don't know. Yeah, it's a great question. I'm not uh, really Florida sure. Florida said why. no the first time, too, remember? Yeah, I, I, and again. I think this is just, it takes a little while. Yeah, I, I just think that people have to come around. Y'all been to Oklahoma before? Yes. What are your thoughts I've on been it? Oklahoma City. It was nice. I went there in uh, like December, January, somewhere around there, and it was freaking cold, and the wind whips right through there, man. I remember just being freaking freezing. Um, but it, w- it was cool. They had an area, I think it was called Bricktown, and it was kind of a bar uh, area. I was with a buddy of mine. He was doing a nightclub gig. We had a really good time. The terrain is um, way different than Florida, obviously. Flat. It's very flat, not a lot going on. So, yeah, I'm, you know, hey, I'm, I'm sure people love Oklahoma City. It wasn't my, my kind it, of thing. I love, I mean, I mean, I know Florida's flat, but we got palm trees, oceans, all that kind of stuff. That's what I'm saying. And it's not freezing cold. Oregon, in the winter. it's got the, you know, you, you got the beautiful trees, you get the water out there. There's some parts, uh, I always wonder what's the big, beautiful nature thing that got there? Is it just flat? <laughs> I don't know that Oklahoma is a place you go for nature. I, I, wow. I, I don't. I guess I don't know it well enough. I've only been through Oklahoma City. I only know it from the musical Oklahoma. Yeah, you, I, you never went through Oklahoma? Fuck no. Mm-hmm. Huh, I'd definitely peg you as an Oklahoma. And what? No. And going through it? Not me. Yeah, Panchita said Oklahoma's hot, and I could see that. Kansas City was weird that way too. It's freezing cold in the winter, and then. Honestly, I think Oklahoma City's summers are hotter than South Florida's. Ooh. Did you hate Missouri or did you like it? I loved Missouri. I hated the climate. The climate's terrible. I think a lot of people tell you that. The climate's it's freaking so cold in the winter. And my final year, I think I've said that, I was just done because it went right from freezing cold to crazy hot. And there was uh, really no spring. Uh, and I was like, fuck this place, man. <laughs> so, but the people are awesome. It is a beautiful <laughs> town. There's, you know, some good stuff. If you love drinking and eating, it's it's your kind of town, and I, I'd I'd love to go back because they've added a lot of new stuff uh, in the last twenty five years since I've been there. But uh, good people, it's a terrible. I, I'm very curious if states have never set foot in I mean, Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, it's 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 there. Yeah. What, what's going on over there? I, I love that. I've crossed most places off my list. That's why I'm so excited to go to Boston because it's just uh, a place I should have been to at some point in my life, and the fact I haven't been there is kind of crazy. So. Panda loves Boston. Does people, he? People okay. tell me I'd love Boston, too. I, I think it's mm-hmm. a very fun town. Who's that yeah. girl that you and Panda are Eskimo brothers about? You mean my ex-girlfriend from high school? Yeah. All right. That's not- she went to Boston to go to college. So I guess Panda went up there to visit her. Yes. And then fell in love with Boston. And Panda wasn't like a big traveler. 
but he loves Boston. Now, yeah. does he love it because of the city or just because that girl just rocked his bod so hard? <laughs> they, they, I don't know. Let's ask Bird. No, she rocked Panda's bod way harder. That was my first girlfriend in high school. I, I had one girlfriend in middle school, and that was the 10th grader. Okay. And I, I, wouldn't, I was in 8th grade. She was in 10th grade. It was a lot for my she first. She was mature. I was still trying to figure shit out. We just moved into gardens. There was a lot going on. In middle school, I think... I don't know, man. You turn into a weird human in middle school because there's just so much shit going on. She was my first legit girlfriend in high school. We were, we were together for a year and a half Dang. plus. And then Panda went out with her right after. Oh, wow. It, it, it caused some drama. Did it really? Oh, yeah, for a while. And then, you know, you're teenagers. and Bros before hoes. <laughs> I just realized that shit doesn't matter. <laughs> Did you guys have it out? Did you have a couple of arguments? No, not really. I I think I just stopped. I think I detached myself from the situation. We just weren't. We didn't talk for a few years. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I, so I, that's kind of how it went. I would say because I was in tenth grade, end of my tenth grade year, going to my junior year, and I believe Panda at that point left my school and went to a different school, so it made it kind of easy not to see him. Okay. So he he was with her. And I was doing my own thing with that, my... That school just wasn't big enough for the both of you, huh? It just wasn't. No. Yeah. No. Too much, man. Too much, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. You think that... What a funny story now. It is a great story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one other quick TV note that I saw, if you've uh, been watching Barry on HBO, it's, it's a decent show. I had uh, watched it. What that. is it? Uh, it's a show about a guy who's a, a hitman who goes into acting. But he, it's it's like improv and that kind of stuff. But he he gets into it kind of by accident. He's a hitman, and he then of course you know falls for a girl that is in the improv class, and so that kind of sucks him in. But you know that that's kind of his whole thing. He's a guy that kills people, but he's like, gosh, he really gets the acting bug. <laughs> I I, so I started watching it mainly on your recommendation. Plus, I love Bill Hader. I think yeah. he's such a funny guy. He yeah, he's, he's he good is. in it. He's, he's a likable dude. He's and so likable. Yeah, and so it's, it's you know, I would, it's not the most amazing show you're ever going to see. It's not. I agree. But it's decent. I I enjoyed watching. I was like, okay, I'm kind of, it's fun. I'm a really big Bill Hader fan. I really have, I have no idea what his politics are. I know he was on SNL. Yeah. When it comes to entertaining, yeah. I think he's very funny, and I like him. Yeah, he and is. And he talks about having anxiety issues. He's a likable guy. He's very likable. Yeah. Uh-huh. It is going to premiere April 16th on HBO. It's the fourth season, and it will be the last. That's so. a good call to make, to wrap that yeah, up. Yeah, I, I like that. I think a lot of shows are three to four seasons, and that's about it for a lot of them. They just say, and that, that's the whole thing, because uh, coming up, they've got uh, Ted Lasso season three. And I think it's going to be their last. And they just said, look, we just we had a vision and we're at the end of the vision. So, you know, hey, look, I, I think it's great when it's it is. Yeah, when it's over, it's like, all right, it's over, baby. Yeah, that's we why did it. you I, can pack it up. Yeah. HBO has that Danny McBride. I don't know if you guys know Danny McBride. He is. I, I still have to get on all those shows, the Eastbound and Down. Two and, se- uh, that was, I think, four seasons, maybe yeah, five, and, but no was more. It principles or what's the and other then one? Vice Principles, vice which principles, I might even yeah. argue might have been funnier. That was only two seasons and it was. Perfect the way it was. Yeah. Any more would have been too goofy. Yeah. Vice principles. One of these days I'm gonna. One show. of these days I'm gonna get to that. Yeah, because you've always talked that up. It's a vulgar show, and I don't think it's for everybody. Mm. And it, it, it's a little out there, but I like his style though. I've seen a couple just quick clips of him, and I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. I think I like. He that. plays the same character, and I'm completely fine with. I it. am too. 
I am the same thing with Vince Vaughn. I'd be like, oh, dude, you didn't have to change. Yep. I, 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 if you do it great. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I'm okay with it. I, li- I like the wedding crashers you. I like the old <laughs> school you. Just, you know, that's okay. We embrace that guy. I'm okay with that. Do Keep doing it. It's, it's all good, man. Works for me. I appreciate all your emails. You can always get a hold of us. Mail at kbjshow.com. Working our way through the week. We'll see you back here for Thursday. Goodbye. <laughs>